Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm your host as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in the upstate of South Carolina and lovely Greenville itself. You can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs. Please, please text, email, call, whatever is best for you. Um, All of that contact information is in the show notes. And if you appreciate the show, if you get something out of it, please hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss future episodes. And please as well, uh, just scroll down if you're using the Apple Podcast app or if you're using Spotify, uh, hit the little five-star button to leave it a rating to get it out to more people to get the show out to more people please leave a short little review if you can just take 10 seconds out of your day to do that um, i would really appreciate it i want to today to take one final look back at 2022 because the greater greenville association of realtors just released their market stats for december of uh of 2022 and as we typically do typically Uh, during a normal month, we review the stats once they get released by the GGAR. And I would like to do that because I feel like there are some interesting little nuggets in there. Um, But first, before I get into that, I just want to give kind of a a general observation that I'm seeing. Right now in this market, um, obviously, we're experiencing shifts. It's been shifting now for, for the better part of the past six months. But Where I think I'm seeing the biggest shift right now is in how buyers are just approaching the market as a whole. And what I mean is this. What what I'm consistently seeing is a home comes on the market, buyers are really interested in it, um, and it gets a lot of activity. But now people have gotten so worn out from the past two years uh, until recently of bidding wars that now the inventory numbers are up. And there's fewer bidding war type of situations happening. It's becoming kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy because people are now just waiting. They're not even making offers uh, on some of these properties because they want to avoid bidding wars. And so they're just kind of, you know, they'll, they'll look at the house and then they'll just be like, okay, um, let me think about it. And then, uh, and then you know, they'll wait. A week, and then maybe at that point they'll come back to it and say, um, "Okay, I want to put an offer now." I, I actually had this happen with one of my clients recently. They they did that. Um, they looked at a house and they decided to wait on it, um, and then a week later came back to me. And by that point, it had already gone under contract. Um, but this house had been on the market for for a few weeks, so there's a pretty good chance that the person that got it under contract also had waited uh, for some time as well. So it's a very interesting dynamic. I think that. Uh, everyone is trying to figure out what this new normal looks like, this new, new normal, right? Because uh, whatever this is, we've been talking about um, in this in the show about going back to pre-pandemic norms, right? Um, that's been kind of what, what we've kind of been assessing a lot of things off of. And I think what I've realized is that there is no going back to pre-pandemic norms in the real estate market. That is not going to happen. Um, we have we we were talking, you know, the the trendy thing to say was the new normal, you know, in real estate following the pandemic when things went crazy. Well, now I think we have a new new normal, um, and it shouldn't be surprising because prior to the pandemic, uh, mortgage rates were, you know, close to to two points lower than they are 
right now. Um, and a lot of other numbers were similar, but that two point difference in mortgage rates, that's a massive difference. Um, and there was a possibility that had the pandemic not happened, that rates would have uh, ended up, you know, going over five, five percent. Um, I know my broker at the time, Fritzy Barber, who's no longer with us, um, she predicted, she thought that they were going to go over 5%, um, you know, before the pandemic happened. So we may have ended up seeing something like that regardless, but we'll never know because it just didn't happen. The pandemic kind of uh, threw everything for a loop. So long story short, we're seeing buyers shifting in their behavior in in very interesting ways. And I really, in my opinion, and I keep hearing this, people saying, I don't want to get into a bidding war situation. Um, and so because of that fear of getting into a, of, of, of being in a bidding war situation, people just aren't even putting in offers. Uh, they, they wouldn't even be in a bidding war situation uh, because there's no offers coming in uh, until a week or two later. Um, so what I would encourage my buyers and, and you as listeners, if you see a property that you're interested in, that that fits what you're looking for, go ahead and and go for it. Strike. Um, if you think, if you say, well, there's going to be a lot more homes coming on the market. No, inventory is is going down, and we're going to see that here with some of these market stats. Um, so I I don't uh, I don't encourage anyone to I I don't want to encourage someone to um, overdo it and to be too aggressive. Right. This isn't a market where you need to come in and offer twenty thousand above list price like you like you used to do, like you used to have to do. Um, but at the same time, waiting just to avoid a bidding war might actually have the opposite effect of what you're trying to do. Um, there's nothing, really the, the only downside of a bidding war at the end of the day is just getting emotionally invested in a property. It really does not take me that much time to write up the paperwork. Um, it, it takes me some time to, to do the requisite w- research to kind of tee up everything to make sure that, that there are no blind spots that we have. But for you as the consumer, the purchaser of real estate, once you've seen the property, done the showing and all of that, there's really not a whole lot more uh, that's required of you besides just, in theory, keeping your emotions out of it um, so that when you submit an offer, if it does go to a multiple offer situation, you're okay with that. And I know that's a hard thing to do. Real estate is very emotional. Um, I'm not telling people to, to turn off their emotions. I'm not trying to gatekeep emotions, as uh, as some people might say. There's no gatekeeping on this uh, on this podcast. Um, but if your if your main concern with a multiple offer situation is uh, is the the bad feeling of losing out. I will try to to help you with that. And I just encourage anyone out there, if you're looking at real estate, if you're interested in, in a property, don't let the fear of the multiple offer situation prevent you from potentially submitting an offer. All right. With all of that now out of the way, let's look at the final end of year numbers the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors published when they came up with the December market stats. Now, just a reminder, as always, there are some stats that, for whatever reason, are always inaccurate for the the most recent month. Um, I will navigate uh, through that. I'll let you guys know which stats those are. But for the most part, these stats are typically fairly reliable. 
Um, there are some instances here and there. They, they they do get tweaked kind of as the year goes on. So they're not, you know, sometimes some of these stats will go up and down by, uh, by I don't know, let's call it 5% uh, here or there. But for the most part, these are going to be pretty accurate. Um, so let's start with new listings. Um, and just a reminder as always, we look at year on year. The, the The most important thing is looking at these stats year on year. But at the same time, we do have some month on month considerations as well. So there are some interesting things from a month on month standpoint that I think are worth talking about um, in certain circumstances. Um, so for the month of December, new listings were down 17% year on year. More substantially, they were down, well, I don't even know what the percentage, but they went from November 1,300, 1,000, sorry, 1,314 uh, new listings to December was down to 940 new listings. We went below 1,000 new listings for the first time, for the first time since 2019. So that is a pretty, pretty tremendous drop. Um, now that was 2019. That was the month of December, I believe, that it uh, that it went down below a thousand listings. And actually, uh, pre-pandemic, it was really common that we would see things drop below a thousand listings in the month of December. That actually was a very consistent trend going all the way back to uh, to 2010. So we are seeing a reversion to uh, pre-pandemic. But as I said. Before, nothing is the same as pre-pandemic except some things on paper. And so where we see this inventory, or we're not yet in inventory, but where we're seeing new listings dropping, the thing is that demand is still higher than it was several years ago. Um, and so we're seeing the market kind of overcorrecting for what's happening here. We still have fairly low inventory but fewer people are listing their homes for sale. We've talked about that before. We've been talking about that every month. Um, it's a phenomenon that's happening for multiple reasons. Uh, one of the main ones being that people that are locked into a 3% mortgage rate, they're not going to move and double that mortgage rate to go up to 6%. They're just not, it's just, for most people, it doesn't make sense to do that. And so unless mortgage rates come back down quite a bit, um, we're going to see low listing levels for potentially for years, right? Because again, who is going to be incentivized to leave behind a 3% mortgage rate when rates are so much higher? It's going to be really, really hard for people to do that. So we're, we're looking at, um, I believe, a, an extended period of low inventory here in the upstate of South Carolina and probably probably for the most part nationwide. Although there there are some markets that are uh, that are are operating a little bit differently, but for sure in the upstate, I anticipate that pending sales. Um, this is one of the ones that tends to not be accurate for the most recent months. So um, it says that pending sales were down forty nine percent year on year for December. I'm just going to ignore that for now um, because we need to go back to November because November's numbers last month were were way off. So November of 2022, pending sales were down 33% year-on-year. Massive, massive decrease. Um, and it was below 1,000. And it went below 1,000 again for the first time since 2019. Um, so another reversion back to pre-pandemic norms. Um, 
the, it, so it was 913 pending sales, which is a count of properties in which offers have been accepted in a given month. That was down from the previous year, which was 1,362 for the month of, of November 2021. Now, um, these numbers are saying that December was down to 548 pending sales. I can tell you right now, that's way too low. This number is always low for some reason uh, when they when they publish this. Um, based on historical trends, I would guess that that number is going to be either in the high 800s or low 900s. So still very, very low. Um, and, and, uh, and so that's what I think is going to happen. However, December of 2022 was only 1,077. So the percent, if, if I end up being accurate and it ends up being in the, um, high mid, let's just call it mid 800s to low 900s is what I, where I think that's going to end up being, um, then the percent decrease won't be nearly as much year on year as we saw in November. But I do think we'll see a month on month uh, decrease in pending sales. We'll have to wait until January market stats come out, which won't be for another month. And then we'll go back and look and see what the December pending sales numbers were. Um, Closed sales. But by the way, uh, of course, the important thing about these pending sales being low is, is this sets us up for the future month's closed sales. So seeing November pending sales being down below 1,000, um, that just means that now we're setting ourselves up for a very slow winter because those pending sales turn into closed sales in the following month. And that's exactly uh, what we saw. We saw closed sales for the month of December go down 24.5% year on year. So it was at 1,221 versus the previous year is 1,617. However, I want to say um, those numbers for December of last year were insane. Like that was not a normal, by any stretch of the imagination, that was not a normal December, uh, what we had in 2021. So I'm I'm not going to draw too many massive conclusions from closed sales being down 24.5%. I think that's actually, those closed sales numbers are actually higher than I would expect them to be. It was actually increased month on month versus November, which was 1,197. Um, so I, I I think that that, honestly, that's a, a fairly strong number, even if it was down uh, year on year. That being said, as I just noted, pending sales uh, are really low. So I would anticipate once we get January and February closed sale numbers, they're probably going to be quite low. Um, days on market until sale. This, we I've been talking about this a lot. We're going to see this number skyrocket. I don't remember what my prediction was last month. Um, I think... I think I predicted that it would go um, into the high 30s, I think, but it surpassed my predictions. It went up to 43 uh, days on market until sale. Now, this is the average number of days between when a property is listed, when an offer is accepted in a given month. Um, and here's the thing. What I've, been, what I've been saying is that we're going to see this number skyrocket at some point because there are some homes, particularly new construction, that are just sitting and have been sitting for months. And when those sell, those are going to cause this number to absolutely skyrocket. And so that's what we're seeing. We, we're, we're starting to see the number skyrocket because it was 35 days in November, and now it jumped up to 43 days in December. Um, and that is a 59.3% increase from December of 2021, which was only 27 days. Um, how does that compare historically? Well, um, pre-pandemic, the norm was uh, usually in the 
50 to 70 uh, days on market range. And again, this is an average. So it's not not necessarily that, you, you know, even pre-pandemic, we still had multiple offer situations, properties going, you know, selling in one or two days or whatever. Like that's always been the norm, even during the Great Recession that would happen. Um, but looking at the averages kind of helps us to kind of gauge where we are in comparison to other markets. Um, 43 is still very low. That is still historically very, very low. But now it's starting to look more like what pre-pandemic was. Actually, in um, in 2018, we had a stretch where we were kind of in the low 40s. Um, and then that jumped up a little bit in 2019 um, as mortgage rates started to go up. So there there is a direct correlation here between days on market until sale and uh, and mortgage rates. Median sales price. All right, this is one that we have been tracking very closely. Um, as I have said repeatedly on this podcast, um, if I saw the median sales price in Greenville go below 285000 that would tell me that we are for sure um, seeing prices drop below what the seasonal norm would be. So we typically see median sales price drop this time of year. That's just part of the seasonality of the market. Part of that is uh, there's not as much uh, buyer demand. And so it, so homes can't command as much as they would at other times of year. But also part of it is just the more expensive homes not not being sold and, and, and or not going on the market. So for December of 2022, we saw the number decrease down to 296,000, which is a 2.7% uh, percent increase from uh, December 2021, which was 288,269. This is our lowest percent increase in a very, very long time, 2.7%. Now, that isn't that unusual for Greenville. That would that would be a a pretty standard year-on-year type of uh, type of increase for the Greenville market, which is a more stable market than many. Um, but in comparison to, I mean, I'm still looking at in May we had a 20.5 percent year-on-year increase. April was 19.7. March was 17.3. February was 20.8. I mean, we were seeing 20 plus percent year-on-year increases in the median sales price for uh, for several months out of the year, and now it's dropped all the way down to December being uh, only a 2.7% increase. We're starting to really knock on the door. And, and my $285,000 figure that I came up with, whereby I would determine that the market um, is kind of contracting and we're seeing prices go down at a non-seasonal rate, that wasn't an arbitrary number. That was based on research that I had done on a standard seasonal uh, medium price uh, drops that we see in this market. But that being said, um, there is still a margin for error in there. Is the number really two hundred ninety thousand? Is it is it really two hundred eighty thousand? What I'm trying to say is the fact that we're now at two hundred ninety six thousand for the month of December. We could pretty much already be there. Um, so that's something to, that obviously we need to continue to keep track of. Um, and we could absolutely see a situation where very soon, uh, sales prices, median sales prices are below what they were in 2021. Um, now does that mean that we were in some sort of a recession or something like that? No, 
I, I need to remind you guys. Now, I'm not saying that we won't go into recession. In fact, I have predicted that we will go into a mild recession. I had a bold predictions episode recently. Um, so let's let's not hear this as me being overly optimistic. Oh, we're not going to go into recession. But it's not uncommon. If you look at the historical trends, there are sometimes months uh, that you can look at historically where uh, the year-on-year median price was actually down from the previous year. Sometimes weird things happen, particularly in the winter, uh, when buyer demand just cools off. Um, and and like I said, when more expensive homes are just not selling as much, um, where we can see the occasional uh, year-on-year drop for, for one or two months. But then the trend, once the year is all said and done, the trend is that there was an increase by usually somewhere between 2 to 6%. Um, the, the increase in 2022 for the entire year was 14%. So we saw home prices go up 14% um, for, uh, for the, the month of, sorry, for the year 2022 versus 2021. Average sales price, um, I'm not going to really get into that. That's We don't talk about averages as much because that's skewed by the most expensive and the cheapest homes that are sold. Um, but if you're curious, the average sales price for December was up 6.4%, um, up to $351,185, uh, um, However, from a in, compare, in comparing that to the rest of the months of the year, that was actually the lowest number that we've seen since February. Um, so take that for what it's worth, which I don't think it's worth very much. Um, Percent of list price received. Um, This is one of the more jarring numbers on here. So this is a percentage found when dividing a property's sales price by its most recent list price, then taking the average for all properties sold in a given month, not accounting for seller concessions. Um, So again, I have to say this for people that may be new listeners. What that means is that we're looking at the most recent list price. So this doesn't account for price drops. And right now, there's a lot of price drops. It also doesn't account for seller concessions, closing costs, et cetera, that are paid by the seller. Right now, um, there's a lot of closing costs, a lot more closing costs being paid by the seller than uh, there has been the past two years. So this number went down 2.4% year on year. It was the percent of list price received in December of 2021 was an insane 100.3%. Um, in other words, the average listing was getting over what it, what it was uh, listed for, um, which we all knew that that wasn't going to remain the same. Uh, for a very, very long time, we saw that number hover around 98%. Um, and we finally saw it start to get into that range uh, around, well, in August, it went down to 99.6%, and then it's been steadily going down until December of this year when it went down to 97.9%. This is looking very 2019-ish, um, if that makes any sense. That that was, that was would be a number that we would very much expect to see back then. But this is a more staggering number when you consider that, um, again, it's not accounting for price drops and it's not accounting for seller concessions. Um, so even though it's 2.4% lower on paper year on year, I would say it's probably closer to 5% lower year on year if you accounted for those other things. Because when you're selling, obviously it's a really big deal 
what you listed it for originally, like, did you have to drop the price? Um, if you're having to pay $5,000 in buyer closing costs, like, that's real money coming out of your pocket. Like, you, you, you're considering that as part of the transaction. Um, and unfortunately, we don't have, uh, GGR does not track that for us. Um, but the if we factored all of that in, I would expect that the real number would be at least double the, the difference what, than what we're seeing here. Um, housing affordability index. Um, this is the the index where 100 means that essentially the median household income is exactly what's necessary to qualify for the median priced home under prevailing interest rates. So we like this from an affordability aspect to be at least at 100 or greater um, so that the median family uh, can afford the median priced home. Um, unfortunately, it's been below 100 pretty much uh, the entire post-pandemic or the entire pandemic and post-pandemic era that we've been in. Um, it's now at 80, um, which is a drop of 2.4% from the previous year, which was 82. However, uh, it's trending in a more affordable direction, which is interesting given that mortgage rates are where they are. Now, mortgage rates have come down a little bit the past couple of months, which is a good thing. They're uh, they kind of peaked a, a few months ago, so that's factoring in. And again, the median-priced home being cheaper is factoring in as well. So we'll track that. Um, I, I don't know if it'll ever go back up to 100. I think probably that ship has sailed. Um, maybe if we go into a recession, we could see something like that. Um, but for now, it's it's sitting tight in in the 80 range. Um, inventory of homes for sale. Now, this this one I find to be very interesting. Um, on multiple levels. On the first level, we sell a 101% increase year on year in inventory. It went from December of 2021, we had 1,702 homes for sale at the end of that month. The end of December 2022, we had 3,421 homes for sale. That is absolutely insane. Uh, it literally doubled. 101% increase year on year. However, it now has gone down for the second straight month. So October, we saw inventory peak at 3,571. And I said this on my podcast. I don't remember which one it was, but I said, I believe that inventory may have peaked in October. And I didn't come up with that on my own. I do a lot of reading on, on the subject. Experts out there said, we think inventory is going to peak in October. Um, and sure enough, November, it went down slightly. And then December, it went down again. Um, so we're seeing some some indicators that uh, perhaps inventory did peak in October. Now, what's going to be interesting is when we go into the, the busy season, are we going to see it uh, pick back up? Because typically we would, um, but everything is just different now. So who knows what will happen? We'll, we'll, have, to, we'll have to track whether inventory does pick up. Month supply of inventory. This one actually surprised me a little bit. Um, of course, the the month supply is the inventory of homes for sale at the end of a given month divided by the average monthly pending sales from the last twelve months. Remember, the pending sales is the one that is kind of a bugaboo in these stats, so we can't really look at December's numbers. Um, but November only went up to two point seven months of inventory. I would have expected that to go a little bit higher. 
than it was. But again, new listings are really cooling right now. Uh, people have really responded to uh, to the shifting market with much, much fewer listings than what we typically see. And so this is causing the inventory to, like I said, to peak. And then the month supply of inventory to be at 2.7 in November. Um, that's still very, very low. Uh, Pre-pandemic, you know, we saw inventory levels. They would be in the in the three to four range, um, t- typically typically closer to four. It just kind of it kind of depended on the month. Um, but for us to still be at two point seven, um, I I'm honestly a bit surprised by that. I, I would expect inventory to climb above three months of inventory, but at two point seven. That is still, on paper, a seller's market. Now, again, what's strange is how much of the inventory is new construction, which is kind of uh, muddying the waters when it comes to all of this. Uh, we've, we've never seen so much new construction inventory, um, at least uh, not since post-Great Recession. Um, we just have a lot of new construction inventory that's just sitting there that, like I said, it's, it's muddying the waters. Um, so... We're at 2.7 months of inventory. Um, we typically consider anything less than really five and a half ish months, six months, if if you want. Uh, at least by these stats, anything less than that is considered a seller's market. Anything more than that is considered more than six months is considered a buyer's market. I think the way things are right now, just the the way things are trending. I th- Honestly, I think it would feel a lot like a buyer's market if we hit four and a half uh, to five months of inventory just because of how people are reacting to things, right? I think that that we have to kind of rethink some of these numbers, like what how we've traditionally interpreted them. I think we might just have to interpret them differently going forward because 2.7 months of inventory, I mean, by all metrics is squarely a seller's market. Um, but this feels like a pretty, uh, it, it, it's definitely a seller's market, but it feels like a much more flat market than 2.7 months of inventory would indicate. Um, and I don't anticipate that number, you know, going up by a whole lot just based on, I mean, we, we need to look at, hold on, let me look at the at the pending sales again here. So, pending sales, yeah, it, pending sales are, are still probably going to stay quite low. Inventory is still probably gonna going to kind of flatline where it is. Um, it would not surprise me if we continue to see sub three months uh, supply of inventory, um, but it doesn't feel like the insane seller's market that you would expect it to feel like in typical sub three months inventory uh, type of environment. Um, so at some point, I, I'm not ready to do this yet. We have to kind of see how the year plays out. But at some point, I think we need to start kind of reassessing uh, these numbers and what they actually mean, not historically, but now moving forward. The his, the historicals of all of this uh, may honestly no longer matter. It, to a certain extent. So that is, uh, that's pretty much all for the stats uh, for today. I'm 
very interested to see how this year plays out. As I've said before, I'm very excited. I think it's going to be a great year uh, from a, a real estate standpoint. But for those who don't adjust their expectations, it's, it could be a really, really rough year. Um, so I'm trying to stay on the crest of the wave. I'm trying to help you guys ride the crest of the wave as well with regard to at least some of this data and, and my interpretation of it. So I hope that's helpful for you. If you have any questions, let me know. My contact information is in the show notes. Please leave a five-star rating, a short little review, and I hope you guys stay safe. We'll talk again next time.